In episode 34, we discussed the week that was Middle East strife, the initials game, calling your shot, feel good story, uh, and our third and final episode focusing on alcohol in the believer in Fix Your Eyes. Welcome to Six in the Mix. A band of brothers talking faith, family, sports, and politics. Join us on our journey. Welcome to episode 34 of Six in the Mix. As a reminder, please drop comments and topic suggestions on our Facebook page. That's where we got the alcohol and the believer topic for Fix Your Eyes. Uh, You can go to Facebook page Six in the Mix podcast or on our Twitter page at Six in the Mix pod. You can find our videos on YouTube as well. So gentlemen, let's get into it. The week that was. Uh, Is it too early to claim my calling your shot victory with the recent mask guidance and health reversals? Twins take two out of three in the CLE. <laughs> Phil Mickelson becomes the oldest golfer to win a major or crypto backpedaling beyond belief. <laughs> Did you guys see the walk down the 18th hole for Mickelson this afternoon? No. Oh, I heard about oh, it. Oh, it was like I a mob. Just, it was like a mob right? following him. It, it was really cool. It was a pretty fun. I watched, did catch a little bit of the last round of the U.S. Um, or whatever it was, the tournament this weekend. And it, it was pretty cool. It was fun to see Phil win it. Oldest uh, oldest uh, person to win a major, right? Yep. How, how old is he? 50? He's 50. He's 50. Yeah. And My before God. that, I think it was like 46. There's a couple of people that were 46. So he's, yeah, by a several, by a few years, the oldest. That's awesome. That's awesome. You know, if there's a, if there's a guy to, to win that, you know, you, you want it to be somebody who has that name recognition, but who is such a, a, a just a, a true gentleman. And it seems like through his career, he has, he has shown that. Um, so kudos to Phil. And I think, I think he lives in Scottsdale, Arizona, or at least has a membership uh, there in Scottsdale, AZ. So at least he spent some time there. So AZ man, taking it home. Way to go. He's looking good. He's looking good. He's, he's, he, oh man, he's dropped a lot of weight. He, mm-hmm. We saw him, uh, we were at a restaurant this afternoon and uh, we saw the, the tournament on the screens up, up uh, at, this, at the restaurant we were at. And so um, Jen is a kind of a love-hate relationship with Phil Mickelson. She's, he's a lefty, so she's a lefty. So she's always kind of rooted for him, but she's always been disappointed by him because he's choked so many times. <laughs> <laughs> so, so when you so when we saw he was in first place, she's like, "Oh yeah, he's gonna win it." So I have to tell her that she that he won it. So that was funny. <laughs> was, it, was it a tight finish? I I didn't see the closest competition to him or anything. I think he won by three, two or three shots. But the way they started, he was one shot, one stroke ahead of um, Kupka, and they the first three holes they switched the lead back and forth they had two shot swings on each of those first couple holes it started out pretty volatile but then he kind of settled in after that yeah he chipped in on out of a bunker and he was just on that was that sealed it i think yeah that was fun to watch wow cool yeah i don't know what's gonna happen to uh bitcoin or dogecoin i'm i'm I, uh, when, uh, Matt sent out a text, I, you know, I told him, uh, was it early this week, Matt, that you sent out that text that you're blaming China for the, for the downfall of Bitcoin. And now, uh, right. now, now we got Biden get, jumping on the bandwagon to, to bring down Bitcoin, um, and, and the, and the, and the digital currency, but I don't know. I think, I think it's, 
the cheaper it is now, the better, the better it is for us to gobble it up because I think it's, it's here to stay. Cause I just think it's a, it's a viable currency for the future that, especially when we want something that's not part of, you know, the, the central bank or whatever you have there, you know, going on. So I don't know. I think, uh, I think there's more people for it than against it. So hmm. it'll be interesting to see what happens with that. So you're saying buy now is what you're uh, buy now. How Go much ahead. time? How much time do we have, Don? Is it a week? Is it a day? Is it uh, what? What are we looking like? Ooh, time till what? Do till we till we take a well, trip till to the start, moon? Yeah, so, yeah. Still, she starts rising. Well, what? Yeah, what is big? Last I saw, Bitcoin was down to in the 30s, right? Is it still mm-hmm. at the is 30s? Really? Oh man, yeah. That's that. You got to get that while while you can because it's gonna go back up to. 50 I mean, it was i think the highest we saw it i think the highest we saw it was around 60 mm-hmm. and yeah it was and, 59 something yeah. yeah so i think it, it's got to go back up man it's yeah, it's just crazy it's gonna go back up i'm i gotta jump on that i'm jumping ryan in. ryan are you in come on are you, ryan? Jump, are you jumping in full full swing here well i asked the question when it dropped 26 after some of you had jumped in around 40 and um yeah i i don't know to me i don't know the field of cryptocurrency very well and so whether you're talking bitcoin or dogecoin or what other coins are out there to me i'd I'd like to get the inside scoop on which one is going to be the one that people use and will be worth the most and i i don't know that answer the all of them (laughs) so there's just going to be a they all work they all kind of work together yeah they all do different things you got to figure out which one you think has got the best promise of being adopted and being able to you know conduct transactions and business along the blockchain and think of it almost as think of it almost as like a credit card um you know you had visa you had discover they're all different types of bitcoins all different types of digital currency which one do you think is gonna is gonna be the one you know interesting because because bitcoin is the primary one and that's worth a lot of money right so why is that one way ahead of everybody else because there's unlimited amount, isn't that right, Ben? Or do you, is that, there's an unlimited amount, unlimited supply. There's no, um, you know, there's no hold on creating more of it, right? Isn't there? There's like you could. I think there's. I thought there was a cap on that one. Dogecoin, um, there's not. There's that. Okay, maybe that's what I'm thinking. Bitcoin, there is, but you got to mine and do work. But uh, mm. it's it's kind of the first one that came out, so it 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 got a lot of adoption. Just it's just more famous, I guess. Yeah. Um, but. It was interesting because Elon Musk came out and said he he was shying away from Bitcoin because it was bad for the environment. <laughs> so, yeah, and because he was thinking, you know, for all the processing power it takes to mine Bitcoin, that that's a lot of energy that's being used uh, to uh, you know weaken the environment. Well, um, I don't know if he knows this or not, but it costs probably more to print get the print money printing machines going the paper money printing machines going and just as bought as triple the energy amount to to make that so mm-hmm. i don't know pretty funny cool any other thoughts on uh, week that was you're a twins fan in cleveland and uh mm-hmm. the twins did win what two out of three this weekend and they did they should they should have swept them but their, their record seems to be improving from last time i checked that last time i looked at their record they had lost twice as many games as they had won but we're, we're breaking closer to the uh, 500 mark i mean we're still probably 10 games away from that but are you still feeling good about your pick that they're going to be the champs world series champs 
Uh, no, but I'm feeling slightly better about going to work tonight. So that, that, that's what I'll say right now. Yeah. Yeah. They got a lot, lot more, a two out of three series. They got to win, um, to get back into it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, they're, they're working through a lot of injuries and, and so I hats off to them for going on the road and winning two out of three division game. Um, now they got to go back and beat Baltimore. And I think uh, Kansas city, I think they got those guys at home. We got to have a nice home stand and, so we'll see one game at a time. Well, yeah. you know, I, I would say that sounds like some wins coming up, but then again, we played Pittsburgh not that long ago. And I, I don't even recognize more than two guys on their roster and we lost the series to them. So I don't mm-hmm. really have a lot of faith right now. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like that, that bullpen is just brutal. Just brutal. Are they like one of the worst in the league still? Uh, it's just, Yes, but as of late, we've actually done decently. I mean, obviously, the, the game that we lost in Cleveland, we gave up a lead late. Um, but the bullpen overall last maybe four or five games has is, is kind of okay. held their own a little bit. And then we got to their closer uh, in the 10th uh, today, which was which was really, really fun. So. Is that yeah. the first? Is that the first game they won in ten inning in the tenth inning? Extra innings? Yep. Oh, they are goodness. they are one and eight. Oh, <laughs> one and eight in extra inning games. Bullpen, bullpen. <laughs> oh man, so yeah, it's good. Good stuff though. It's uh, it's a ton of fun. It's a ton of fun. It's great right. to see fans in the stands, though, isn't it? I can't. Yeah. I can't wait. I can, yeah, Jenna. Uh, I think Elena and I are gonna go to the game soon. Of course. Of course, we can't go to downtown Minneapolis at night because apparently it's it's like Chicago times two because uh, it's just a it's just a shoot shootout down there. I don't know. The, this past weekend wasn't uh, wasn't a very good weekend, so uh, we're a little nervous about going down there. But uh, I think if we do a Sunday afternoon game, I think we'll be okay. So you should be able to just take the uh, tram down there, right? Doesn't that like drop you off right near your door, though? Well, yeah, you take the tram down, and it's 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 packed with people with. You know, it's, it's it's a super spreader event waiting to happen. Come on, man! Well, exactly. exactly. Double mask, like Ryan said, you'd be you'd be laughing. <laughs> or like quadruple on the tram. <laughs> sounds a night. That sounds like a nightmare to me. Yeah, it, 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 no thanks. I'm not dr- r- riding in a in a tube of, of <laughs> filth on the way down to to Twin Game. <laughs> now, now you're talking my language, Doc. <laughs> oh boy. You sound like that prosperity preacher. What's his name? Uh, what's what's one of the goofy guys that says I don't travel in those uh, that tube of demons? Oh That's yeah, why yeah. Copeland. Just, yeah, Kenneth Copeland. It justifies his private jet. I can't I can't travel with a tube full of demons. That was his response. That's a, that's perfect. That's why I need a twenty-seven million dollar jet. That sounds just <laughs> like the gospel. Oh. oh boy, yeah. That's probably another topic we'll have to get into. Prosperity preachers. That'll be that'd be Goodness. fun, but. All right. Why don't we uh, why don't we jump into our first topic? I'll turn it over to Jeremy. So the last couple of weeks have been kind of exciting in the news, and maybe not for the best of reasons. Um, Israel and uh, Hamas have kind of uh, traded blows, and as I as I looked into some of this and just read some of the the current things, I think it's important for us to remember that the the, the current conflicts and what maybe the biblical um, overarching biblical setting is um, do have some connections, but but uh, the the Jews in general are still spread all over the uh, over the world, and I, I believe personally that there are some things to come that God's going to do for the Israel uh, Israeli nation and the Jews specifically. 
Um, but nevertheless, we've got a conflict that, that happened and, and there were all kinds of things that um, maybe were leading up to this. And I don't even know if the news really can report all the things that really goes on behind the scenes. I mean, I, obviously there are all kinds of things. And this militant group has been uh, kind of on, on edge with Israel for um, the last couple decades. I mean, it's not been a small, small thing. And really, as I read um, and, and kind of researched some of these things, um, Hamas is really um, desiring and, and publishes and is very, very honest about the fact that they want to liberate the Palestinians and give them um, an is, a, basically an Islamic state. And um, of course, that's going to bring a conflict when you've got um, another nation that sits right there. Uh, just some interesting things that as I read, and, and um, I think it was um, CBS maybe, or, or USA Today, it was a USA Today article that was written by, um, I think Petraeus had some influence in it, and there was another author in there, but it was kind of a contemporary view militarily of what was taking place. I felt it very um, enlightening, but just I, I guess because I've never been there before, I've never been to Israel, I do want to go, probably not now, <laughs> right now, but um, Gaza is just, the Gaza Strip is just tiny um, as far as the territory is concerned. There are 2 million people that live in this tiny little spot, okay? So just to give you some context, Gaza, the Gaza Strip, okay, same, same thing. You, you'll probably hear both of those in the news. Uh, the West Bank and Israel in general is, is around the same size, uh, size as far as square miles are concerned as Rhode Island, okay? So we're talking a tiny slice of territory, but it is one, it is the most contested territory in the entire world, hands down. And it comes over the changes of borders and boundaries and who's in charge of what and, and the religious kind of connections that happen there. On the West or in the West Bank, there's about 3 million people that are there. And in Israel proper, I'm not sure. I, I didn't really see and look that stat up. But uh, in this conflict, it was 10 days of, of firing rockets at each other. And it was over some, some, um, some things that boiled over it. Some people say it was kidnapping of girls. Some people say it was just a, a police uh, overreach or just, it just happened that tempers flared and it just spread like wildfire. And again, I, you know, not being there and really not knowing the culture very well, I, I, I'm not one to, to jump and, and, and try to evaluate that. But really, if you look at the history of this, this, uh, these, these groups of people, it is, it is absolute hatred and they are literally pointing rockets and guns at each other. And I can't imagine living in, in a place like that and just having the knowledge of when the sirens go off, it could be your building next. It could be your neighborhood next. Uh, you know what, And depending on where these uh, leaders of these uh, different governments go, they're, they're targeting them. And so both sides were extremely agitated at each other, obviously. I think it also interesting that the president of Egypt was the one that negotiated the truce between them. You know, when, when you, th I, when I just read the Bible it just blows my mind that you've got, you know, the president of Egypt brokering this stuff and, you know, where, where the U S fit into that and even how much, 
um, our current government and, and people were, were part of that. I'm sure there was some, some, some help there and movement there on both sides. Uh, but, you know, I, again, I've been kind of uh, out of the news proper for a while. And so I, I, I'm trying to catch up on some of these things. Even this week, I was trying to catch up on some of this stuff. It is complicated. And I'm just going to say this, when there are relationships, not just personal relationships, but relationships with countries that are super complicated, it never ends well. It never goes smoothly. And there are so many conditions that are set that are like impossibilities. And so for these people to live in peace, uh, whether you're part of Hamas, whether you live in the Gaza Strip or the West Bank or Israel proper, Jerusalem, or anywhere in that Rhode Island size, you know, swath of, of land, it is going to be nigh impossible to just sleep with both eyes shut and, and enjoy life as maybe you and I uh, enjoy our freedoms. Um, it, it just boggles my mind uh, with the, the, the things that take place. With the news there, and then set aside, you know, put 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 our our minds maybe in the biblical context of of God's chosen nation, uh, and what that looks like. I think we're seeing playing out in front of us um, the the movement of government officials and other things that that are pushing toward the end times. I mean, I know that's easy to say because you know we we haven't seen that necessarily, and and we haven't seen the culmination of that, and we're not in heaven right now, and so there are some some questions of whether that's going to be, and maybe even what is the kingdom and what does that look like. Um, so I'm not going to get into any of that, but rather I, I I thought I would just throw it out to you guys. What are your observations? What what kind of takes you back and makes you think, wow, uh, you know, maybe it's something that that happened there. Maybe it's the freedoms that we enjoy here and the conflicts that we don't experience. Anybody want to chime in on on just the that? I don't want to get too detailed into that or you know too heavy into it, but just maybe some observations that that you had. Matt, I'm gonna throw it over to you if you got anything. Um, and then Ryan, Don, and Ben, uh, we'll kind of go in that order. Sure. Yeah, it's uh, it's certainly been interesting. We it's been a long time since there's been a significant conflict over there. I think you you look back and some of the the previous administration, you know, brokering some of the Abraham Accords uh, with Israel. So you saw some. I think it was like Saudi Arabia and maybe some of the smaller, um, you know, Middle Eastern countries brokering. Uh, peace deals that many people said, you know, couldn't happen. And so some significant uh, progress. There. I think they said the the most recent conflict similar to this one, or at least a, that was, you know, a, a newsworthy or of note, I think was back in 2014. So it had been, you know, six to seven years before something like this happened. But um, I mean, even in our lifetimes, you know, I think it's, it seems like it's every couple of years that this you know, it goes, uh, you know, goes crazy. And there's uh, kind of fighting back and forth. And I mean, from a biblical perspective, you kind of go back to, um, you know, Jacob and Esau and, 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 and the wrestling there. And I think God's promised to say that, Hey, you know, one I chose and one I did not choose. And that's, that's, that's difficult. It's difficult to kind of to wrap your head around. You said, we say God loves the world, but there's, there's certainly choices. He made a choice to, to love uh, the, the, the Israelites and um, he is there. Uh, you know, they are his chosen people. And so um, the fact that it seems like many of the Middle Eastern countries are against Israel, I suppose, is not a surprise uh, when we really do think about it. But um, uh, I think for me, it's just it's concerning anytime, you know, my, my heart hurts for the Palestinian people because it seems like the terrorist group Hamas is, you know, is really trying to provoke you know, Israel and make it seem like Israel's the bad guys. And, um, 
you know, I think probably a vast majority of the Palestinian people do would just rather live in peace. And I think, um, you know, the fact that they're they're trying to stir up strife in the region is is frustrating um, for a number of people, and it's bringing more damage on the Palestinian people. But again, it's it's not about uh, people. If you're if you're a terrorist, it's about getting what you want. And so as long as you can, you know, push the push that fight, and uh, so as long as we have evil men, I think we'll have um, conflict and and terroristic conflict as well. So. Um, yeah. it's interesting. I think MacArthur did, did mention something. He said, prepare. It's the, the end is near uh, here. He's really seeing some of these signs. So, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll certainly have to see. Sure. Ryan, how about you? Any comments or observations that you can make uh, with the last two weeks of news? Yeah, I've been in and out of the news cycle, uh, having spent some time in Oklahoma for the last two weeks. Um, but it, it does again, verify the, the validity of the Bible, the veracity of the Bible. You know, going back to Abraham with, with Isaac and Ishmael, we, we, we know we've been promised there will be conflict between these groups in perpetuity. So uh, to me, this is, this is proof that the Bible is true, uh, can be honored, but it, it is sad. And Jeremy, when you mentioned just how we have it so simple and easy in America, we don't go to bed having horns that, that could wake us up and have us hide in shelter. And that is something we, we do take for granted, but it, that's, that's the world over there. Um, I guess the other thing I just wanted to say, I, I kind of got caught up to speed on this story. I, I met with a former colleague of mine um, when I was coming home from my, my trip to Oklahoma on Saturday, and he kind of gave me an overview of what happened. And essentially, he said uh, earlier in the week, President Biden called Netanyahu, leader of Israel, and said, hey, can you de-escalate? Essentially, Netanyahu told him to fly a kite, said, I'm going to defend my country to the very end. And then shortly thereafter, as, as uh, the two of you guys alluded to, Egypt uh, helped to broker a ceasefire, a peace, peace deal for now. And then um, my colleague said that our, our president tried to take credit for it. So I, again, that's third-hand knowledge. And maybe some of you heard the same thing, but it, it is kind of funny how our, our country is always rushing. And, and we saw this with uh, Trump and Jared Kushner previously, there, there is something to be said for being able to broker peace. Uh, but yet in the end times, we know that is going to be a common theme, um, a, a false peace. So yeah, that's all I've got to say. Yeah. Don, how about you? Yeah, I like to follow this, um, this, the, 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 the Middle East. And um, I, uh, I've always uh, been interested in this, in it as far as um, going back when I, I mentioned this in podcast previous that Joe Rosenberg is a fan of mine. And so um, I've, uh, I've always kept close eye on this and also um, a great resource if, if, if you guys are interested also is the, the Prager U, U series on, on YouTube. Um, they have some great um, information just if you want to understand the whole uh, dynamic between the Palestinians, the Israelites, and in the and the in the Six Day War and all that kind of stuff, and why it was around and why it came about, and it really breaks it down in in a in a great fashion, and, it, and it's very informative. So I, uh, again, the Prager U uh, site, YouTube sites, uh, just Google them and, and research that. It's it's a great it's a great tool. Um, helps me understand things too, just when and helps me helps me you know it into perspective too because um this has been going on for a long long time and it just never seems to be getting better uh for about a month ago i noticed something i i, I about a month ago I, I saw that the secretary of state said that they were giving 
uh, the Palestinian Authority $230 million. Now, this is all before it happened, all the, the rockets started flying. And I was just shaking my head, asking myself, why? Why would we, the United States, give the Palestinian Authority $230 million? I think it's obvious. I mean, we can, we can, we can debate on whether that money was used to start the war that we're seeing now, but I, I mean, it just is baffling to me that, that we just let that kind of stuff go. Um, and the whole a conflict of, of this whole idea of, um, you know, the Palestinians wanting this land, thinking that it belongs to them, um, I think is, if, if people really looked into it, I think, you know, if, if my understanding is that Christianity is about 600 years older than Islam. Uh, Judaism, I think, is closer to 1,200 years older than Islam. So the, this idea that, that, uh, that these territories belong to the Palestinians, it, it's absurd to me. And, and this um, is not being announced or it's not being you know, covered in the, in the news cycles. It's not, it's, you know, Israel is the bad guy. And I think it's very much that spirit of the age. I think it's, it's some, it's the, it's the devil working and he is definitely trying to pull us away from um, God's chosen people and take our, take our, um, take our attention away from that. And, and um, you know, the Bible says uh, uh, those who bless his children, the, cho the his chosen children will be blessed. And, and so um, I think it's a very, uh, very important. We stay on Israel's side. Israel is such a small little country. They've got, <laughs> they got Hamas on the South side or, and then they got Hezbollah on the North side and, and then Egypt's right in the middle. I think it's just unbelievable to me that they're still around. Just the fact that fact alone to me is is un un undeniable proof of God's chosen people. <laughs> yeah, chosen. I, was, I was reading about the deaths too in, in Gaza. And this, this is sad that, you know, people died in this conflict. I mean, it's not, it's not just one-sided, but in Gaza, I think there was over 180 in the West Bank. There were like 12 or more. And then, or um, maybe more than that. And then in Israel proper, there were only 12. So, I mean, it was, it was kind of, you know, one-sided as far as that's concerned, but still, you know, loss of life doesn't matter what, who it's, it's terrible. It's, it's awful. And you, you just, you know, it just, again, proves the depravity of man, no matter, no matter who you are, no matter, no matter what religion you're in or wh who you are, you're just, it, I mean, it just is going to come out. And, and I, th uh, I think it's a shame that the Palestinians are caught in this too, because, um, they're being used as human shields. I mean, they've got um, missile batteries in the middle of the streets next to their apartment buildings, and and they they do this on purpose. Hamas knows this. That, I mean, you've got you've got YouTube videos piling in of of Israel, um, you know, uh, top people in the military calling these people, telling them we're going to bomb this this place in an hour. You've got sixty minutes to get get your stuff and get out. I mean. I, it's crazy to me to think that they would have to do that. And, and yet here we still are thinking that Israel is the bad guy. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, the, I mean, there's no, I, and I don't want to say that, that, you know, I feel terrible by our breaks for these Palestinian people who are just in the middle of this and have, just want to live peacefully. But we all know that, that if Israel lays down its, lays down its, its weapons, uh, they'll, they'll be a second Holocaust. So um, 
it's it's a sad deal. It's a sad deal. Ben, any closing thoughts there? Yeah, I mean, we've kind of talked about this quite a bit. I, I guess the one other detail maybe we haven't mentioned yet is it's just interesting too the turmoil within Israel's political scene right now. I mean, the prime minister was, he, there's been like some inconclusive elections. There's been, I mean, he, he's been in a lot of controversy surrounding him before this latest dust up happened. Um, so, you know, I think some of that's interesting too to see how all that plays out and 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 if any of that played into this happening um, this particular um, time point. with this conflict. But I just think that's interesting. I, I guess just generally speaking too, I, I think that's just this is one example of a reason why it's important for us living kind of in the lap of luxury in America to try to make ourselves aware and educated about what's going on around the world. There's so much that happens and, and we can pretty easily be insulated or kind of just worry about what's going on close to us, but to see what's going on in world events and, and world affairs with, I mean, there's, you know, there's, there's things going on all over the globe all the time. And I think at least for me, sometimes I can, get sucked into the, you know, only what's going on in the U.S. really matters, but those other places really matter. Those are all, you know, th those are all people created in the image of God, just like we are here in the United States and trying to, to keep up with what's going on and, and um, be educated, find ways to support um, missionaries, you know, support people that are, are going around the, the globe trying to make a difference, um, I think is an important thing to keep in mind too. Yeah. Tough topic, and it's one that's not going to go away. You know, it may go away in the news, but the, the conflicts and the, the issues are, are so deep rooted in, in these areas and really the world and, and really what's to come. Uh, I guess my takeaway from just reading some of this is I'm thankful that um, I, am, I, am kept, um, I, I am kept in God's hand and that he is going to protect me and do what he wills with my life. And if that, if that, causes me to give up my life, um, you know, to be absent from here is, to, is a whole lot better than, uh, than, than one might um, desire, uh, just because the presence of the Lord is, is his ultimate glory and, and what we desire as believers. So I'm thankful for that confidence that we can have. Um, and at the same time, we pray and, and uh, our hearts are broken for those who are having to go through this very difficult time uh, there in the Middle East. So uh, with that, that concludes our, our topic there. Turn it over to uh, Don with the initials game. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. The time has come. All right, boys. So we are off to another night of initials. I don't know. I don't know who's going to be up now. You guys keep your, you know, we got Matt sometimes comes out of nowhere. Um, I don't know if Jeremy's Time. awake. I don't know if Jeremy's awake, but we'll, we'll hope he, <laughs> we, we wake him up for this one. Yeah, I did my best. <laughs> <laughs> and I believe Ben is, has uh, pulled into the lead with uh um, number of wins for our initials game. I think just by he's got Ryan beat by at least one. I, I think they were. I thought they were even. Steven, aren't they? Four and four. One. What am I thinking? 
Sheet of integrity. We need the sheet of integrity. <laughs> what does it say? I see. Yeah, maybe. I, I don't know. I see three and four. I think Ryan's only won three. Is that right, Ryan? Believe it or not, I don't know. I, I can figure it out just looking at the agenda notes that I keep, and I just haven't done that yet. So maybe this is the week I'll figure that out. All right. Because you can I, trust me on this one. Yeah, I'm sure we can. Yes, we can. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gentlemen. So uh, the initials for tonight, initials for tonight are C H C H. Your name is your bias buzzer. Item number one. Clue number one. Did the Centenary Medal in 2001? Blue number two. Appeared in 2001 Dr. Doolittle 2. Clue number three. Is foreign. Clue number four has an unfortunate connection to the word barb. Clue number five, this is a nickname. Clue number six, he has a memorial at the Australian Zoo. Five, four, three, two, one. All right, we stumped you guys here for the first one. How about that? Wow. All right, I've got Crocodile Hunter. Oh. When you said memorial at the Australian Zoo, I I, I was think, trying to think of his name, but I didn't think of it. Mm. Crocodile Hunter. Wow. What was his name? I can't Steve, Ir Steve Irwin. Irwin. Steve Irwin. Steve Irwin. Yeah, that's what yeah. it is. Yeah. Ah. Steve Irwin. All right. All right. So nobody gets item number one. All right, boys. It's a great start. Yeah, good start here. Let's see if we can get uh, get item number two. Uh, is the is the music a little loud for you guys? I'm hearing uh, just to give you. A, I don't know, Matt. Is it, can we can we dial I it can, down a little? We can dial it down. Yeah, I did try yeah, it up sure. a little bit. It's a little bit faint when I edit it, but we'll we'll go back to the original one. I don't want to throw the host off, even though you you did get it, score the first point. But <laughs> all right, item number two, clue number one. Most commonly used as a metaphor. Clue number two, often features elimination. Clue number three, often occurs around scandals. Clue number four, sometimes occurs in sports. Ryan. Go ahead, Ryan. Cliffhanger. 
I'm sorry, that's incorrect. Whoa. Rat clue number five. A lot of the goal is to wipe out inefficiency or corruption. Six, merry maids and maid pro are known to do this. Ben. Go ahead, Ben. Clean house. Cleaning house. That is correct. Clean house. All right. I tell you what, these uh, non-proper nouns are, are trip, tripping me out. <laughs> Looking for the capital C and I'm not I'm not getting it. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Item number three. Clue number one. Has ties to South Dakota. Clue number two. In a sense, debuted July twenty second, nineteen ninety-three. Clue number three, appeared in his sports all-star game once. Clue number four, went undrafted in 2016 NFL draft. Clue number five, he might answer if you call him Cortez. Clue number six, a Duluth native currently playing running back for the Minnesota Vikings. Brian. Brian, go ahead. DJ Ham. That is correct. What was the de the debut in '93? What was that? Yeah, That's his date of birth. Born. Got it. Yeah. Oh, debut. Right. Yeah, that was kind of trippy. That was tricky, Don. That was. Tricky. I like it. Tricky, tricky. Yeah. I was like, man, this guy took so much time off between '93 and 2016. No wonder he was undrafted. <laughs> Pulling all right, I'm pulling out all the stops on you guys here. Here we go. Item number four, clue number one. Found in stores. Clue number two. Connected to dogs. Number three, often seen at the White House. Clue number four, known to be seen in white and national flag blue. Clue number five, Crowned champions 20 times. 
Clue number six. Currently part of the Big East Conference. Brian. Go ahead, Ryan. Connecticut Huskies. That is correct. What? Good job, brother. Wait, wait, wait a sec. Wait a sec. <laughs> wait a sec. <laughs> Connected to stores. It's found in stores. There's a city called Stores, Connecticut, where the uh, the the uh, campus is is a, a village a part of. I'm about to turn off my webcam. <laughs> found in stores. Found in stores. Like, thinking Target and you know, Cub yeah. Foods or Come whatever. On. Connecticut Huskies, Jeepers. <laughs> All right. What's what's the tally? Where are we at? Who's got what? At, uh, Ryan with two, Ben with one. All right. Here we go. Item number five. This is a little easier for you, Matt. Okay. Thanks, buddy. Item Item number five, clue number one. Debuted in 1904. Clue number two. Ryan. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, I'm going to be ticked off if you get this because I got a lot of good clues on this. What is it, Ryan? Carnegie Hall. No, oh, that is incorrect. Oh. <laughs> hey, Ben, you got a guess? Quick yeah, guess. Yeah, Ben. <laughs> oh, hey, he said it. He said it. He, he said, said his name. His name is his buzzer. Go ahead, Ben. <laughs> Charlton Heston. Oh, I'm sorry. That is incorrect. 1904. <laughs> Jeremy, let's do this. Let's do this. You got the two uh, two sharks out of it. Finally. Seriously. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Clue number two. His name is James. Clue number three, he's an antagonist. Clue number four, he can be seen in a California amusement park ride. Clue number five, he appeared in a 1991 film starring Robin Williams. Clue number six is in charge of the Jolly Roger. Matt. Go ahead, Matt. Captain Hook. That is correct. Wow. Oh, man. On the board. I'm on the board. <laughs> <sighs> All right, boys. Item number six. Item number six. Clue number one. Often goes by just the last five letters. Clue number two. Often seen along a storm warning. Clue number three, spent time in Connecticut. 
clue number four. In 2018, a famous broadcaster called these men a bunch of jerks. Clue number five, often seen in red, gray, black, or white. Clue number six, known in Raleigh as the Canes. Brian. <laughs> Go ahead, Ryan. Uh, Carolina Hurricanes. That is correct. Man, these are tough. I, I'm Oof. not getting. I'm not getting any idea until like the last clue. That's good. Did you did you up it to a more difficult level this week or what? <laughs> Yeah, can we go back to easy? We got the the board game in the mail, so. (laughs) I haven't dipped into it yet. I haven't dipped into it yet. Oh, wow. Okay. All right, here we go. So we got now Ryan uh, with three. And Ben with one, Matt with one. So we I'm at at like two with my handicap, so. (laughs) (laughs) We're good. (laughs) So if Ryan gets this next one, he is the winner. Item number seven. Or if Jeremy gets it, I'm the winner. Come on, Jeremy. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Item number seven, clue number one. Had a nickname of Curly Sun. Clue number two. Partially seen in stone. Ben. Go ahead, Ben. Crazy horse. That is correct. Good job, Wow. Ben. Good one. Wow. Whew. Which clue did you know there, Ben? The first one? The second one. Hmm. His monument is in the works in Rapid City area. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Oh. Yeah, we went out and saw that along with the Mount Rushmore. It's pretty amazing. It's good. Good work. <clears throat> All right, Ben. Uh, Keeps it tight for our last item. Item number eight. Clue number one. Last appearance, in a sense, was And So We Commence. Clue number two. Has five children. Ryan. Go ahead, Ryan. Charlton Heston. <laughs> no, I'm afraid that's incorrect. <laughs> All right, Ben, path is clear. Yeah. Clear for the tie. Get it, bud. That's right. Clue number three. Attended Hillman College. Clue number four. Married to Claire. You're going to get this, Ben. You got this, Ben. <laughs> Clue number five. Ran an OBGYN practice from the office annex to his home. I'm so angry right now. I could just, <laughs> I could just throw my microphone. 
<laughs> yeah. Rule number six could never successfully get his grown children to move out of the house. Don't fall off the five, four, three, two and a half, Ugh. one. You're going to kick yourself. Zero. Solve it, Matt. Go ahead, Matt. Cliff, Cliff Huxtable. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> that was that's the character that Bill Cosby played. Yeah. Yeah, his the last show of Bill Cosby is was and so we commence. So mm. oh. wow. Man, bummer. Uh, I, I was in too early. <laughs> well, you're still able to walk away with a win there. All right. Good job, Matt. Way to keep Ben alive in that last one. Nice <laughs> well, I, I try I tried to give you a clue, right? I, I tried noticed. to give you like to fill in the blank but sorry it wasn't good enough ben did you watch that show cosby show no he's been canceled hasn't he i mean we're not <laughs> no i watched i watched it a little bit i can't say i watched it very much though no matt you remember the uh, controversy around that show at at fourth at our church home church <laughs> No, I don't. There was a controversy uh, there. Well, I don't know. You could say there was, but uh, remember, uh, we had our weeknight services on Thursday night. That's well, right. That yeah, yeah. That that was the same night as the Cosby Show. Well, that <laughs> magically it turned to. He said, "You know what? Maybe we should make it Wednesday nights." The, tr <laughs> the true midweek. <laughs> really? Uh, I, I, I was not call? aware of that. I don't know. Yeah. You, I don't know. I mean, I, I can't say this for sure, but I, I got some inside sources that tells me that might have been the switch reason for the switch. <laughs> that is juicy. That is. Oh, my. Oh, that's great. No, that's good. Good inside info on fourth. So, so I've never heard of a church that had a midweek service on Thursday, but that was once the case, huh? Yeah, yeah you, you would think, yeah, right? You've never heard that before in your life. Yeah, we hadn't either until <laughs> <laughs> ridiculous <laughs> Thursday night. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, I think we'll transition over to our calling your shot segment for this week. And in honor of our discussion we've had for Fix Your Eyes recently related to alcohol, I thought it would be good if we could all share what our favorite beverage is. Uh, so again, I, I, I'm not going to even ask for a time of year during a meal. Uh, just when you think about what is a nice, refreshing beverage that you really appreciate the most, um, what would that be? So we'll just go in, in order of my screen and I've got Matt up first. So Matt, uh, you and I agree with one thing. We like our beverages pretty cold, right? That's, that's very true. The lower, the lower on the, uh, lower in the room, the better, right? Amen. As hot air rises. That's right. That's right Jeremy would argue job. that point with me. Is it shag carpeting? <laughs> holds the heat, baby. Holds the uh, heat. Oh, yeah. No, good uh, Good question. This this actually, so it's not what I drink now. Like Most recently, pretty much what I drink is water. So that's my favorite beverage because I'm, I'm, I'm trying to drink a lot of water, get a little bit healthy. But I'll actually go back to our college days. We, uh, you know, as a young uh, young impressionable freshman I got taken uh, down to Applebee's and uh, believe it what 10 o'clock the appetizers were half off so for college students that helped 
and uh and uh the captain ordered a coke and he said something afterwards i, I didn't even hear it. i want a coke with grenadine i was like oh man is he see got alcohol going in there and uh come to find out it's like a special cherry flavoring that's not like you know you don't just get like the cherry coke from coke but it's like a special like bar flavoring and it it is i tell you what a a coke with grenadine is so good so not healthy for you so not where i need to go now and so i'm not drinking it but man coke with grenadine brings back so many good memories and i love a cherry coke with pepsi uh or not with pepsi with pizza so cherry coke or cherry pep it doesn't matter but as long as you pour that grenadine in there at a restaurant um that is a delightful drink you know funny story about that matt is i got carded at an applebee's when i asked for a coke with grenadine <laughs> really <laughs> not i totally did <laughs> it was what? like it was like the waitress's first day on the job she had no idea <laughs> she was more naive than i was that's crazy that's great <laughs> carded you man we used to go to that applebee's and hit that riblet basket and just destroy that place. I mean, oh man, oh good times. Yeah, Friday nights there or Saturday nights there. I was just man, get there nine forty-five and guys, ready to order yet? Nope, nope, nope. Ten oh one, yep. Yeah, get a rush order on that. <laughs> rush. <laughs> well, yeah. When was dorm lock eleven? <laughs> Was it midnight? It was a midnight on the weekends, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, we had a yeah. little bit extra time. And oh, I'm yeah. pretty sure, I'm pretty sure, either you know, Ethan was a RA, so we were just like, yeah, we're just gonna be out. You come with us, we'll be fine. We'll come back whenever we want. Well, whoever was the whoever the whoever was in charge of putting the shoe in the stairwell, I, you know, that depended on yeah. that too. <laughs> yeah, floor floor level uh, sliding windows. That uh, that probably wasn't the brightest yeah. dorm construction, but always helpful. <laughs> <laughs> dorm construction <laughs> oh all right good i've never had that actually what you described matt so but i i'm interested in trying it now yeah give it a shot let me know all right jeremy how about you favorite beverage Ooh, well this goes back to my arizona days and i i'm, I'm gonna give a runner-up and then and then my favorite but um back in arizona we used to do uh we used to make from our orange trees outside, we used to make orange Julius mm. and we'd grind up ice and we'd have that fresh orange and we would oh, vanilla and ice cream. And it was just on hot days, you would drink that. And it was like instantly your whole body just like cooled down. And I love the tang of the orange. So I, I yesterday, like, was it yesterday? Two days ago. I made orange Julius's for our family. We got the store-bought frozen stuff and we, we, I made some and they were all, they were all excited about that. So I think we now have a new, uh, a new fan favorite, but my all-time favorite hands down uh, goes with my, my favorite meal, which is just a, you know, burger and fries is uh, just straight up Pepsi. And recently I have done cherry Pepsi is, is more my taste now. Mm -hmm cold pepsi with ice in it it has to have ice in it not melted so it's not watered down just fresh ice and that is it oh, just can't get away from that <laughs> amen so is is the final answer pepsi or cherry pepsi yeah so so pepsi is my is my all-time favorite and, and recently i've been drinking a little more cherry pepsi because my family likes that better but um yeah uh, any 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 
Pepsi product. I had the Pepsi mango just uh, Annika's graduation party. And uh, that was that was poor choice, Pepsi. I, I almost was, you know, I was, I was a little disappointed. We'll never drink that, but uh, their cherry Pepsi and just the regular stuff is the real deal. Okay. Nice. Nice call. All right, uh, Ben. Um, I, I remember Jeremy. Jeremy, my guess for you was Pepsi. So for whatever reason, I have that connection in my head, but I don't think I have a connection for Ben in my head. So I, I'm totally going to be interested to hear what he has. Yeah, well, mine will harken back to the previous episode when we started talking desserts, because if, if we can <laughs> liquefy dessert, then I'm ready. So my answer is um, near the uh, physical location of Applebee's in Oatana used to be a Bridgman's restaurant. And I remember going there after concerts in elementary school and and whatnot and we'd get a treat or ice cream or something and i and that was one of the many places a lot of places you used to be able to order a shake and they'd bring it out you know in the glass but then you'd get the metal um cup that they actually yeah. did the shake in and so chocolate shake or something like that was always a fun thing to get especially because it felt like you were getting two desserts because you got the glass glass and you got the metal cup beside it so that I learned early on and at a young age, that was a good choice when it was time to go out to Bridgman's for ice cream after the concerts. <laughs> Just liquefied dessert. <laughs> I love it. That, se Semi-related, I remember a funny story. So this, this was actually when I was in like, uh, it might've been after a concert, Ben, that we went out with some friends. So, so my family and then uh you know don you'll know him like the zychex so zach was in my grade and uh, so we're there and i think it might have been a bridgman's in minneapolis and so we all got to order you know to you know the parents all right small ice cream cone small sunday well my buddy zach ordered the lala palooza which is like you know back in the day like an eight dollar like <laughs> mondo thing Boy, I still remember the look on his parents' face when they brought that out and sent it in front of Zach. And I remember his face just getting red. I'm like, oh man, you're dead meat. <laughs> it's like his dessert was the cost of the whole family's put together. It was great. <laughs> yeah, Bridgman's was a great place, Ben. Man, that brings back a lot of memories. Yeah, it's a good memories of Bridgman's too. <laughs> so so Ben chocolate shake then is your answer for drink? Chocolate shake until my college roommate Kitch introduced me to sweet tea. And as a Minnesotan, I do love some sweet tea when I can find it, depending mm. on the restaurant. Right. Yeah. yeah, that's that's good. And this is good because so far everybody has mentioned two and I probably will do the same thing. And um, I just want to, I just kind of feel for Ben because Ben talked about Bridgman's, they closed. And when we talked desserts, Baker Square closed and he was really depressed about it. So you got to be really bummed these days. I am, but there are some new options around that I found that still can provide me that sugary rush when I need it. Oh, God is good, isn't he? God is good. All the time. <laughs> That's right. All right, Don, uh, you have one or two or three drinks for us. <laughs> I think I just got one. Um, but um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I love, I love a, on a hot summer day, I love a, a nice cold ginger ale. And uh, it's got to be... Uh, Canada dry can't be Seagram's it's got to be yeah. Canada dry and if I'm feeling a little uh little crazy a little frisky um then I'm gonna go also with uh have you guys have been Verner's oh, uh yeah. Verner's yeah yeah uh had this growing up they called it Baptist beer when I was yeah. growing up 
it's it's not alcoholic it's just no. a, it's just a ginger ale type version of ginger ale you can find it in the stores God. my grandfather had me convinced that was beer he's like, <laughs> like jeremy come get some, some of his verners and i'm like what grandpa downed it and he's like mm, you got verners baby <laughs> like what did i just do oh yeah, no. yeah i love stuff. i love some burgers yeah <laughs> all right <laughs> Well, that's that's interesting. I was wondering if you would say Coke with grenadine, and like Mike Matt did since you introduced him <laughs> to that to that beverage. Okay, well, I'll uh, round it out here. Uh, I have two as well, and one is more during the day. One is here at night. Sometimes you'll see me taking a drink, but I actually have typically we'll have chocolate milk in here with ice, and I really like that. Is a great bedtime snack. I hear chocolate milk is also good to have after you've been through physical exercise. I'm not sure the science behind it, but um, I just, I just really enjoy chocolate milk, cold chocolate milk. And then if I'm looking to find the right soft drink for a, a meal, I actually at times will choose restaurants based upon that because I do have one soft drink that has risen to the top over the years more than any other. And, uh, typically if I'm in a, you know, some, some other state at times, they won't have it. Subway doesn't have it now. It doesn't look like, but I really like mellow yellow. Um, <clears throat> For a while, I was a Mountain Dew fan. Dr. Pepper, I've always enjoyed. But right now, I will actually at times veer off to McDonald's because I know I can get a nice cold mellow yellow at Mickey D's. So um, say what you want. But yeah, I don't, I don't think anybody else mentioned anything like that. I was kind of surprised nobody mentioned Mountain Dew. Um, Don, I guess you were the closest with ginger ale since that's not a dark colored soft drink. But um, that's my, my so chocolate milk for bedtime or after working out and then uh, Mellow Yellow, so. Ryan, do you get the chocolate milk and crispy treats at Quick Trip when you go there? Yes, yes. Yeah, um, Quick Trip has the best chocolate milk. Amen. Yes. Uh, really, really, they got some good chocolate milk? Totally yeah. agree. Really? Totally agree, <laughs> yep. It's, okay. it's, They've got two options. I get the one that's under $4 and they have another one over $4. Um, but yeah, I, that's where I get mine. Unless I'm at Walmart for some reason, I'll get chocolate milk there because there's this pretty good price. But yeah, so ben, ben is right. Pre-program, Ryan was telling us about some deals at Hy-Vee and different cookie <laughs> options and things. Do you have this like in a spreadsheet, Excel, you know, dialed into prices and, and locations and stuff or is just this all just in your mind comes to I mean you just got it locked well yeah I mean for, for a staple like that you've got to know what the best product is around and where to where to get it so for chocolate milk yeah <laughs> so we're still I, talking chocolate milk here is that right <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah I mean it, well. have you have you guys noticed how kids you need piano lessons hold on <laughs> chocolate milk cookies high V Rob, the, uh, you know, station lines are awesome. But yeah, pop has gone up so much in price. I don't know over the last few years. It's just, I, I don't buy pop as much, which is good. It's, True, yeah. I, I appreciate that. Matt bringing the, the water health note tonight. I, I do need to drink more of that. Um, but no, I don't have a spreadsheet. And I was just sharing with you guys before we started that Hy-Vee's got this great bag in their checkout lanes of uh, Chips Deluxe cookies for 30 cents. So if you can get there, I mean, to me, I thought it was going to be a buck fifty easily, just the way they jack up those prices as you're checking out. But 
uh, really great for traveling. Um, I, I brought a bait down here tonight. So if you see me munching, it's traveling. So your Matt, idea of traveling, <laughs> <laughs> going down the stairs. <laughs> right. <laughs> traveling to Oklahoma or oh, going okay, down okay. the stairs, whatever, <laughs> whatever the trip is, it varies. But yeah, tonight's show is sponsored by Chips Deluxe at Hy-Vee for 30 cents. <laughs> going to get our first sponsorship. Be- <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, we'll turn it over to Ben for his uh, feel-good story. Okay. Feel-good story of the week. So I, I found this one. I thought it was just amazing. I feel like I had to share it. So I found a story of a teacher. She's a retired teacher now, but she has been teaching math for over for 70 years. No way. She 70? Is, wow. She is 89 years old, so she would have, yeah, I guess, started uh, very young, uh, maybe tutoring while she was in college, perhaps, but now she's retired and she does lessons, so during the pandemic, she's been doing, she figured out how to get online on Zoom and was doing lessons with students who needed some extra help tutoring in math, but she's been teaching math since 1954. She, re- she retired from her uh, teaching job in 1991. So she's been retired for 20 years already, and she's still uh, tutoring in math. Uh, she said, which I thought was interesting, it seems like the, the, uh, the best practices for teaching math have changed over the years from how they solve certain types of problems. But she made a comment that she enjoys learning the new ways that they're teaching to solve math, to try to stay sharp and learn some new things. Even at, even in math, uh, she feels like there's some new things to learn after teaching it for 70 years. But yeah, Dolores Spencer, she lives in Virginia. And I, I yeah, pretty amazing. I think, you know, a lot of people would think, how, how soon can I retire, right? But she's she has a love for math and a love for teaching and a love for trying to help people. And, and she's been teaching math for 70 years. My goodness. Wow, that's that's really cool. <laughs> All right, we're going to transition into Fix Your Eyes. We've been focusing on alcohol the past uh, two episodes, and uh, we're going to actually close out uh, the alcohol topic, alcohol and the believer. And just want to pose a question, actually two questions, and you guys can interact how you want to on this, but how would you counsel a believer on these two questions? The first one you could you can answer is, is drinking okay in social settings or in locations where it's culturally normal, you know, different parts of the country, it might be more um, culturally appropriate or regular or normal. And then the second one is how are we to interact with other believers who do believe it's okay to drink in social settings? Um, how do we interact with those? So we'll just go, uh, we're gonna go Jeremy, uh, Ben, Don and Ryan, um, then I'll close out uh, on this one. So I would, I would counsel somebody if they're going to go and they're, they're going to go into a, a culturally uh, a scenario where that, that is um, practice. And I'll, I'll give you an example. My, my aunt and uncle are missionaries in France and they're very conservative. And one of the things that um, they run into often is um, the social outings where wine is offered quite a bit. And so, um, and I'm not, I'm not going to say that I'm going to counsel them, but if it, it really, it, to me, it depends on where you're at. Um, and it's not just if you're a missionary or not. If I'm in the U.S. and I've got a friend of mine who I'm, I'm great friends with and I'm discipling and, and he or she is going to ask, you know, should I, should I do this? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to counsel them to default to the higher standard, whatever that is, to just default to the higher standard. And the reason I say that is because of my own personal struggle, but 
also knowing that you can never you can never go wrong if you if you choose not to drink nothing can never as far as a testimony issue or or something else that that you would be opening a door to yourself and maybe maybe some other things that might happen down the road or whatever the case so i and and as i've matured and as i've grown in in having to answer this not only for my person for for me as a person but for my family and and as I've counseled others who have struggled uh, seriously with with alcoholism and, and drinking and so forth, I'm going to counsel just to to not do it. I think your testimony can can be pretty strong um, without doing that, and you don't have to manipulate that. And again, I'm not I'm not going to uh, condemn somebody who is choosing to do that in a responsible way, but I I am going to counsel them to to defer to a higher level um, and and not drink. Um, secondly, uh, the, the question, Matt, can you repeat the, the second question? I'm losing it for a second here. No, it's all good. It's, it's, how are we to interact with other oh, believers right. who do so, believe it's okay? Like you might see them in a same setting. So, yeah. So if I, if that's happening and they're, and they're choosing to do that, I, I'm fine with that. I'm not going to leave, um, based on, based on somebody who's responsible in doing that. Um, but I'm also not going to. Um, necessarily make it a big deal and be like, well, I'm not going to do this and, and throw a big, you know, to do about it and, and try to announce my, uh, my beliefs in my settings and try to make it a, a point where they have to, you know, agree with me in that, in that moment. Um, I, it, you know, I, I don't have to do that. I'm responsible for me. I'm responsible for my own actions. And if that is going to lead me down a situation that is not good and that is a potential struggle that is just feeding an appetite that I may or may not have. Um, I'm just going to choose not to do that. But at the same time, I'm not going to leave and make a big deal uh, about something that's taking place that's a in, in a responsible way. Um, there may be opportunities for conversations down the road uh, with that individual, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to pursue something right then and there. Uh, I think that's probably inappropriate. Um, if it's out of hand and there's something that is obviously out of control, then I need to be responsible and either take myself out of that situation or just, you know, help calm somebody down and say, look, you know, this, <laughs> we've got, a, we've got a little bit too far and maybe just offer that. And if that's not accepted, then that's my cue to leave. You know, I, I I'm not, I'm not tied to that situation or shouldn't be tied to that situation. <laughs> So I'm going to counsel somebody to to defer to a higher level, and I'm I'm going to I'll be in situations and have been in situations. I've got siblings and and maybe others who are are a little bit less uh, maybe maybe have a, a little bit uh, broader of a view of that, and I'm not going to think anything less of them. But right now in my life, I'm I'm not going to participate in that side of things. I. I a good Pepsi with grenadine or a, a nice orange Julius just does me just fine. And if I have to get a little tipsy, I'll go with the Verners. Okay. But <laughs> I just don't, I don't need it for myself and it, it doesn't bother me if it's, it, it's there and it's in the responsible format. Cool. Thanks for, thanks for sharing, Jeremy. Ben, uh, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think for me, it's, it's about, you know, if, if somebody came and asked me, I would say they just need to, make sure they spend the time considering what their 
you know, kind of where they want to land on it, right? I guess maybe that's not a clear way of saying it, but you don't want to start making these decisions after you're, it's more challenging to make these types of decisions after you're down the road a ways on it, so to speak. So if a person is coming and wanting to talk about it, um, I think it's important to, you know, try, as we did a couple of weeks ago, try to find some of the, the, the passages in the Bible that, that speak to it um, in regards to alcohol or, or wine or the other things that, you know, the verses and, and applicable situations we can find in the Bible. And if they come to the uh, conclusion that, you know, it's okay to do so responsibly, then I'm okay with that. And I would say, you know, that's the position that I've um, landed on for me that if, um, you know, you have to be, um, you have to, you have to kind of s settle on where you're going to view on it based, you know, in, in, in the Bible of where, um, where you're going to land on if you should, if you should drink at all, you know, and, and I guess that's part of it for me too. You know, the question was drink in social settings. Well, if you're going to be okay drinking to me, if you're to some degree, if you're going to be okay with having a, uh, alcoholic beverage at home, you should be okay with potentially having one out in a social setting. So, um, you know, and there's maybe some nuance to that, that we could talk about if we really wanted to, but I think you just have to find what your conviction is. And, and then once you feel comfortable and feel like, um, you know, based on your study, that that's where your conviction lands, then that, then that's what you should try to stick to. And as Jeremy said, if you're out, if you've come to the conviction that, you know, you, you're choosing for yourself not to, you know, you just need to um, stick to that, not try to make it a big deal when you're out in public. I would agree with that kind of like Jeremy said, but um, <clears throat> yeah, that, that's kind of, kind of babbled on a little bit there, but that's basically where I would land on it. Cool. Thanks, Ben. Don, how about you? Well, I think this is uh this has been a great uh, couple of podcasts to discuss this, and I, and I really appreciate you guys. It's what you guys have had to say, and and especially for me growing up with this with this issue, um, um, and the the mindset behind this, um, you know, uh, growing up, it was you know we were always taught, nope, it's a sin, you know, everybody who drinks is sinning, and we will not be taking part of it, um, and in my family. Um, you know, in my family, we had a side of the family that drank heavily and we had another side of the family that didn't believe in drinking at all. So, you know, I had two polar polarizing views on it. And um, in my mind, I guess, you know, if you're looking at it, the it, almost the idea that the you know, abstinence uh, was just about the litmus test for sanctification. Um, if we go back to our sanctification ideas, I mean, the party line where when I grew up is we are all, we are godly because we don't drink. Um, and that idea, I thought, you know, even maybe it, as an extreme as it was, it was a reality. And so I think the reasoning behind it is simple. Yeah. If, if, if you don't drink, you won't ever have to worry about abusing alcohol. And I, I think that's a decent argument, but however, I, I think in our day and age, in the last 20 years, we are in a grace, what I call a great, <laughs> like to think about grace revolution. Uh, you know, I've talked a lot about grace and um, uh, I love what, uh, I love First Corinthians 10, 23. Uh, if I'll go to a verse here, everything is permissible, but not everything is beneficial. Everything is permissible, but not everything is constructive. Verse 24, it says, nobody should seek his own good, but the good of others. Um, I think there's just too many Christians out there as far as, you know, and 
if if we give us a blanket statement and just point it out is drinking right or wrong and we say yes or no without really thinking through the complexities of the issue because there's a ton of them and i used to be one of those people who thought you know yeah the drink is wrong you, if you're drinking it if you're drinking you're wrong you know um and to answer to the question is it a sin it, i think it all comes down to this for me and after growing up talking um in the way i've been taught and to fast forward to where I am today and what I've read on the Bible and what I believe it teaches. I think it's this, it comes down to this. I think if by drinking a glass of wine uh, or a beer, I cause another Christian who may be a former addict or maybe have a tendency or a bent to, uh, to be one, then the answer is yes, it is a sin. And I'm not, I don't want to second guess it. I don't want to even try to go down that road or to attempt to turn down that road and cause uh, and cause my fellow Christian to sin. But if as a Christian, I'm sitting down to a dinner with my wife, uh, with my friends, and have no fear or guilt about drinking a glass of wine, but have, uh, have faith that God has given me the freedom to do so, then the answer is no, it is not a sin. And uh, I'll just leave it with this, with this verse, Romans 14, 20 through 22 through 23. So whatever you believe about these things between yourself and God, blessed is the man who does not condemn himself by what he approves. But the man who has doubts is condemned if he eats because his eating is not from faith and everything that does not come from faith is sin. Well, some good, good thoughts there, Don. Ryan, how about you? I'll answer the second question first, and then I'll give a, a longer answer to the first question to kind of sum up my, my thoughts that I've shared on the previous podcast as well. So I think the second question was, if you're with a Christian friend who's drinking, um, how do you handle that situation? So I have been in that situation before. It was, it was a bit shocking to me. I was surprised. And a friend of mine was just totally casual, you know, like, like nothing was going on. And here I am thinking I'm, I'm with a person like-minded to me. Um, and I, I, I'm staying away from alcohol and I was surprised he's just casually, you know, drinking these beers at a baseball game. But if it happens again, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to bring my pen and I'm just going to keep giving him that test with his eyes, um, during the game, just to see how bad is this getting. And if I have to I'll also wear a hoodie so I can just put the hood over my head. So that's how I'd handle that answer. To the first question is this, um, <clears throat> what a guy, <laughs> <laughs> First question. Bring is, a pocket breathalyzer. <laughs> I thought about it, but I don't have access to one. Maybe Hy-Vee will have one at their checkout line I can purchase next time I'm there. 30 cents. <laughs> so um, yeah, as far as far as the first question, and, and again, just kind of wrapping up my my views on this, I would say this. This is how I explain it to people now. To me, it's a matter of three F's as to why I, I, I'm staying away from alcohol. Number one. And this is, they're going from least importance to most important. The first F is finance. I mean, alcohol is, is spendy. I, I think it's, um, I don't even know. I don't think you can get alcohol for 30 cents. That much I know. All right. So there's a financial argument to be made against alcohol. The second, the next tier of importance is there's a, there's a family aspect to it. So my dad was involved in alcohol. I know he was pulled over twice for DUI. Um, and that, of course, that's a heavy charge. My grandpa on the other side of my family was an alcoholic. And I know at one point in time, 
he had predicted that someday I would be stumbling, stumbling out of bars. And so I've always kept that in the back of my mind, realizing that on both sides of my family, there are problems. Alcohol has caused problems. And I've heard some of you talk about that in previous podcasts, how that, that has been a really a, an awakening for you, seeing how it can impact life when people get involved with alcohol. And so part of the other issue when it comes to family for being my second F is I'm also an example to my children. And I've got to think about, okay, let's say I become more lax compared to where I was growing up. Does that mean they'll become more lax as they grow up? Is there going to be a, a transitional period? You know, all of us identified and said, hey, alcohol was a sin growing up. And now we've learned more a little bit about what the Bible says, studied it out for ourselves. And maybe we're in a different spot, but I'm thinking about my family. So I, I'm learning from my uh, my forefathers, as it were. And I'm also thinking what's going to be best for those coming after me. And then, of course, the third F in, in my rationale, as I would explain to people, is, is faith. And I talked last time about how Proverbs is full of warnings against alcohol. Um, we talked about the stumbling block principle. Some of you alluded to that already tonight. And I think that's a, that's a key issue. Um, and, and Jeremy, I think it was you. You said, and I appreciated this, a higher standard. So I, I look back at Daniel and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And I, I think about a similar situation they were faced with. And I want to see Christians be at a higher standard. I want, I want to see them not just uh, go with what the, whatever that's common in the world, whatever, whatever the world likes to do, because I've heard from more than one Christian who as an adult was saved, they've come out of the environment and they recognize drinking can no longer be part of my life. I, I'm identifying that as a worldly tool that, that, that belongs with the world. That is what, what is gripping them. And it does have a grip on the world. And so they've come out of that and they've said they've identified alcohol as a key component to that lifestyle. And so I guess that's where I'm at. And Romans 12 says, we are not to be conformed to the world, but we're to be transformed. Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, uh, I think they, they do a great job of giving us the importance of living at a higher standard. And so that's, that's where I'm at. That's what I would advise if somebody were to ask me what a Christian should do with alcohol. Yeah, no, certainly, uh, certainly some good thoughts. I think as, as I would, as I would interact with that, I've had, uh, you know, my, my brother-in-law moved down to Louisville, Kentucky, where it is more culturally appropriate. Uh, it's kind of the bourbon trail. And so they, they do, he, he drinks, he, he you know, drinks on a fairly regular basis. Um, you know, obviously nothing that's out of control, but it, 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 for me, that's kind of brought up that cultural thing. Like, wow, is this, and, and I think Jeremy, you referenced your, was it your aunt and uncle or missionaries out in France where perhaps wine is a normal thing that, 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 that is, that is, uh, that is drunk there. Um, but I think, I think as you take a look at it, for me, it's not, it's not an area of strict separation. Like if you drink, I can't have anything to do with you, those types of things. I don't feel like it's that level. It's more of one of what of control and, and, and what is, what is best. Um, and trying to keep in mind, you know, you know, different believers, um, views, backgrounds, history on that. I think we have to be very cautious on that, um, as, as we're entering into that, you know, cause as, as I just, you know, found out a couple episodes ago, you know, Don and Jeremy, it's been more of an issue for you guys or challenge, certainly challenge at, at different points in your lives. Um, I think it's just a, it goes to show you, it was never a thing for me. It doesn't make me any better than you guys, but like how, you know, 
that that is in my mind. So I think it's for me, it's a challenge. Let's get to know each other, you know, before we're like flaunting stuff that may that may um, lead someone down a down a path. I think there's uh, plenty of things that on the surface are would be okay as long as they don't control you, but they could be very controlling. So um, again, just a, an encouragement to get uh, to get to know uh, believers, get to know family, um, understand what what makes people tick. I think that's uh, I think that's certainly critical. Um, and then how to interact with other believers in social settings. I think your guys' answers pretty much summed up, you know, my thoughts on that as well. Um, uh, and, and I think when you're in a social setting, I think it's 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 one to note. But again, unless it gets out of control, I think it's something that is is not something to make a, a massive issue of a massive massive issue of there as long as uh, things are under control uh, there. Uh, but again, I would probably probe, maybe probe some questions and just see if that's something that is a gateway or a path that you may just want to, want to know about. So, um, I think like many things in the Christian life, it's, uh, it's an opportunity for us to, to, again, I think get to know each other uh, a little bit more. And then ultimately remember what is, what is the goal on earth? Is it pleasure? Is it escape? Uh, you know, or pleasure in this things of this world? No, it's not. It's, it's about the knowing Christ and, 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 um, yeah, I think Ryan, what you said, you're not being conformed to this world, but being transformed, knowing that we're, our citizenship is in heaven. It's not of this world. So uh, I think that, uh, that plays into, uh, plays into it as well. So uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed uh, the, this focus on alcohol and the believer for the past three episodes. Uh, I think it's been, uh, it's been enlightening and hopefully it's been a help to you. Uh, that's a wrap on episode 34 on this, the 23rd day of May, year of our Lord, 2021. This was Six in the Mix, talking faith, family, sports, and politics. Find our episodes on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast content. Review us and leave a comment. Visit our Facebook page at Six in the Mix Podcast and comment on what topics you'd like us to discuss. We are also on Twitter at Six in the Mix Pod. Join us on our journey.